Hello and welcome to Groove Therapy, a podcast that explores the effects of live music on our brains, bodies, and our lives and provides a space for you, our listener, to learn more about how you can bring the magic of live music into your everyday life. My name is Dr. Leah Taylor and I am joined here with my fantastic co-host, Tara Lee Weathers. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hello. You sound like you're back home, Tara Lee. I am. I'm back in beautiful Burlington, Vermont, just in time for it to be nice and warm. Yay. Well, welcome home. Thank you. And I have all my stuff, which you probably all noticed because I sound so much better. Yay. Yay for <laughs> proper technology. Woohoo. Yay. <laughs> all right. Let's do some breathing to have us all arrive on the same page right now. Yeah, so if you could put your hands on your heart and close your eyes if that is available to you and feel safe. And we're going to take three deep breaths together. So take a deep breath in through your nose and exhale out your mouth. And inhale and exhale and inhale and exhale. And may our time together be filled with magic and rainbows and unicorns and amazing music. And may we feel even a little bit as good as we do when we are at a show. And so it is. And so it is. Well, I think that this episode is going to provide all of that and more. And I am so excited for you to be able to hear this. So we have Peter Ansbach of Goose here with us today. He is our very special guest. And we dive into so much. We had lots of really great questions from you guys. And Tara Lee, unfortunately, was not able to join us for this interview. She's going to tell you why, because she was off on her own adventure. Tara Lee, why don't you tell everybody where, where you were? Yeah, so I actually got to witness Goose in real life because I was at the Sweetwater Music Festival in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, it was a last-minute decision to kind of end my international adventures by heading into a music festival before going home. And so I was in a car driving for probably 18 to 20 hours on my way home during the time that this podcast took place. Yeah. And Peter had a very small window of time that he could offer for an interview kind of between Goose Tour and Great Blue. And he had a family vacation. So we really wanted to take advantage of it. Um, So Tara Lee wrote in with a question and she also asked you guys some questions and El Goose and her family too, huh? Yeah. My cousin Rocco is a part of it. So Tara Lee's energy was definitely present. (laughs) And while it was happening, I was also like visualizing them having the best interview ever and sending love and vibes at that direction. Yeah, which we absolutely did. It was such a joy to talk to Peter. I mean, he's just such a, an amazing human being. And it was so awesome to we talk a little bit about his uh, merch that he's created with Park, which is him and his girlfriend, Becky. And kind of their philosophy, which so relates to our philosophy here at the Groove Therapy Podcast. So that was super cool. We got to hear the story of how they met, which I thought was also really sweet and inspiring. And of course, we talk about Peter's music and how he is just really rocking and rolling with Goose and all of the things that he's brought 
to the band since he's been a member, which has been really awesome and inspiring. Yeah. And I obviously love all of our guests, but Peter was an exceptional one. Um, I got to listen to the interview. And so you're all in for a really big treat. But he's just so open and honest and vulnerable about everything. And so he really just like doesn't hold back and kind of shares everything that he's going through, which is really relatable. And so I'm just really excited for you all to hear. Yeah. Well, without further ado, let's go ahead and get to the episode with Peter. Before we go, let's just first briefly mention that we are a part of Osiris Media, and you can find all kinds of really inspiring arts and music podcasts at OsirisPod.com. All right, and we'll be right back. Quick correction, Peter's last name is pronounced on Spock. And now to the interview. And welcome back. We have Peter here with us. Peter, thank you so much for making time for us here at Groove Therapy and your busy, busy schedule. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, super excited to have this conversation with you. And I have a lot to ask you. Hopefully we'll be able to get through most of it. But if not, we might have to have you come back sometime soon. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure. (laughs) Um, But I would love to start. So the way that I, I mean, I knew of Goose, but I didn't really know of the members of the band. But what caught my eye about you actually was your merch that you were putting out. So the specifically the phone down, eyes up, heart open shirt. And then, of course, now you have the everything you need is inside of you. And Mm -hmm. so that really caught my attention because especially here at the Groove Therapy Podcast, like we're all about bringing consciousness to the experience of live music and how you can, you know, like health and wellness and the intersection between those. So talk a little bit about your inspiration for for both of those and where you want to go with that. Absolutely. So um, the first design was the phone down, eyes up, heart open. And that kind of came to be over last summer. So I was um, at a Jay Blakesburg show, Mm -hmm. which if you don't know, I mean, he's a photographer, very famous photographer, and he puts on a show where he goes through a bunch of photos that he's taken over the years. Mm -hmm. And he's a great storyteller. So he walks you through all these stories. um, And there was some photos in particular of some people dancing at Grateful Dead shows back in the 70s. And what struck me the most is that everybody was dancing so freely and there's not a phone in sight and it's just all about the moment. So his photos really gave me the idea of, yeah, I would like people to put down their phones and put them away during a concert and voluntarily do that. You know, I think there's a lot of bands that will, you know, put your phone in a lockbox or something when you come in and that's happened to me before. And that's, that's cool too. But I think there is something about voluntarily not pulling it out, you know, Mm -hmm. like as opposed to it being against your will. Um, So I kind of wanted to inspire people to put their phones away and really immerse themselves fully in the experience. And uh, on my keyboard rig, I have like a few stickers. Like I had a, I have a goose boat sticker that somebody gave me um from back when we played steamboat uh, in 2019 and i have another sticker that says go vote um which was on my keyboard like right before uh the election in 2020 so um i kind of wanted to put another sticker on there mm-hmm. with this mantra of like 
you know, phone down, eyes up, heart open, which I actually developed the whole slogan with a few of my friends, like Jeff, who plays percussion, and his uh, his girlfriend, Elizabeth. They actually came up with the heart open section uh, segment. Originally, it was just phone down, eyes up. Mm-hmm. And they were like, heart open is cool. I was like, that sounds great. So it was kind of a cool collaborative effort. And my girlfriend, uh, Becky, is really, she's a really great graphic designer. Mm-hmm. Um, she's actually right now uh, about to complete um, her graduate degree at RISD in architecture. So nice. um, I just started hanging out with her like a few months prior and was like, hey, you know, like, what do you think about I did a little did a, like did a little design or something on Photoshop. And I was like, what do you think of this? She's like, oh, that's cool. Um, like, I have some ideas. And she sent back what it was pretty much the final design. Um, and then also like mocked it up on some t-shirts and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should, maybe we should sell these, put them out there to, um, all these people, you know, who, who follow goose, follow me and, you know, may want to be a part of something like that, as opposed to it just being for me on the keyboard, which originally was, it was just a sticker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like literally a couple of weeks later, we had a t-shirt and uh, we were just, and we, we sold it um online for like a week or something mm-hmm. and there was great response so that's kind of the whole story for how it came to be um and uh yeah it's been good great response so far i love that i love jay he i live in the san francisco bay area so he's oh great yeah that's how i met jay at, at shows and we actually had him on the podcast too so he's, oh that's amazing yeah. yeah he's incredible yeah he is <laughs> And then that everything you need is inside of you. Did that? Yeah. That was the next one that was inspired. So, yeah, it kind of took a, I think the original tag that we put on the inside of the shirt said, everything you need is within you, which Becky had actually come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and we put that on the inside and the tag um, with, you know, what that we called ourselves park, which is just my initials plus her initials. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh it was just like, it was something on the tag. She just it would, thought it was, a, you know, it was a cool mantra for her and she liked it and uh, she wanted to put it on there. I was like, this is great. Um, we didn't do an official design for it until just like a few weeks ago. So um, after the phone down, we did Explore Your Boundaries, mm-hmm. which is a slogan kind of like that happened back in 2019 when Goose is on tour. At set break, I used to tell everyone to explore their boundaries and meet people around them, mm-hmm. which is something I also think is very valuable about a show. Uh, valuable about a show experience. Um, so it was kind of we were kind of like going along this tangent of like being rooted in live music and being present, um, and it just seemed like a good collaborative effort between her and I, um, and it's like what things we you know that we cared about. So. Um, Explore Your Boundaries was a, a long sleeve and then a crew neck sweatshirt. And then uh, then we did the Everything You Need Is Within You mm-hmm. just a few weeks ago this year. Nice. Everything You Need Is Within You. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I must have missed the Explore Your Boundaries one, but <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's all right. That's okay. I mean, back when Becky and I first started hanging out, I hadn't really, I had done like maybe some meditation in the past, like just by myself, mm-hmm. but 
I think it was almost like, or maybe our third date or something like that. She was like, Hey, you know, I want to do like, I've, I've been doing like this meditation on the calm app. Mm-hmm. And it was like a guided meditation with this guy, Jeff Warren. And, uh, anyone can go on. It's a really great, like, it's literally, uh, it's like, it's called 30 days, how to meditate in 30 days. And you, you kind of learn how to meditate and it takes you through all these different kinds of meditation because there are a lot of different ways to meditate. Mm-hmm. So, um, I did that with her for the first time, uh, here at this apartment that I'm at now at her apartment. So, um, that was kind of like a, a big root in the early part of our relationship. We didn't spend a lot of time together that summer because she was doing an internship in San Francisco and I was on the road with Goose and on mostly on the East Coast. So I only saw her a few times, but throughout that segment, we were talking on the phone a lot and we we're also doing the meditations together one mm-hmm. at a time mm-hmm. and we would talk about it. And um, it was a really cool, it was a cool thing to relate to and talk about while we were away from each other and really trying to focus on staying present in our own lives while we still missed each other. So mm. that was a fun, that was a fun thing and kind of led to more, more park designs and stuff like that. I love that. Inspiration. Yeah. How did you guys meet? Um, we met at a goose show back in 2019, the fall. Um, I, it was like, we were opening for pigeons in new Haven mm-hmm. and I had just sat in with pigeons and I was wearing a, uh, an apron because it was their Halloween run. They were doing uh, like stop making cake. It was like a mix of like talking heads and cake songs. Um, that's they, that was kind of their theme. And they were, they all had aprons and chef's hats. Mm-hmm. So I was in an apron and a chef hat and with no shirt on at the merch table, like meeting fans <laughs> after the show. Um, and Becky and her friend Allie came over and they wanted a poster. I, and uh, I guess they had maybe they had they had bought it earlier but someone had actually accidentally gave it away Mm. so i gave them what was the display poster the last poster we had Mm -hmm. which is literally right here behind me right now Um, (laughs) so cool signed signed by everybody but yeah it's so funny um and that's when i met her and then we didn't reconnect until at least a year and a half after that Uh, we, we started talking again the earlier part of uh 2021. So, mm. um, yeah, just online. And we met up at Swanee, which is the festival that happened, like one of the earlier festivals of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then kept hanging out. Wow. Yeah. Well, the evolution of your relationship has been like the evolution of the band a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. I, I, there is like, there, I just I did realize something recently that there is a guitar. Like I started playing a, diff, a different guitar at that show, mm-hmm. which I now play all the time. It's like a it's a pink guitar. It's a pink Sir, which is different than the I used to play a PRS, and I had been playing it for ten years. Like a, a, this other style of guitar, and then it's ironic that when I started like really hanging out with her is right when I started playing that guitar. So I think that's like a very I just realized that the other day is like a cool tandem thread. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love that guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but <laughs> it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know if it's the guitar forever, but like, you know, I, I, I don't know. That's a cool thing, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like making those connections. Definitely. I mean, a guitar is so personal for me um, as, as somebody who only plays really one, a whole show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, playing that PRS for 10 years and not really any other guitar 
and then switching into a guitar was kind of a big deal. Or it was really switching styles of guitar from like this hollow body, really resonant, like warm tone to like a more strat style guitar, which is honest, honestly, it's been fitting the sound of the band a lot better than the other one did. Because mm-hmm. the other one is the same guitar that Rick plays. Mm-hmm. So it kind of brings in a different sound um, that's a little twangy mm-hmm. and a little more funky. So yeah, it's kind of, and it was a big deal for me to switch at that time. And uh, I don't know, it's feeling good still. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems like you have really been filling in in the band wherever is needed and allowing yourself to try new things because like you weren't a keyboardist or pianist, like coming right. into the band, you played guitar. Right. <laughs> so what has that been like to all of a sudden be now the keyboardist uh, who also plays guitar? But It's so funny. I, I think, yeah, now, now often I I'll play more keyboards during a show than guitar. Mm-hmm. So it is definitely been an interesting evolution. And I, just this past weekend at uh, Sweetwater 420, I reconnected with um, some of the Spafford guys who I had gone. We went on tour with them right when I joined the band. And I really didn't know how to play keyboards in a band at all. But at the time, they were playing like seven, 800 person sold out venues. And we were opening for them for like seven shows in a row. And I was so nervous every night. But they were always so, um, you know, inspiring and encouraging uh, during those early days. And just to see them this past weekend after I hadn't seen them since, Mm. you know, they were very complimentary of my playing and how it's grown. And it's it really is like it's wild. I mean, I guess just by playing a lot and practicing a lot. Mm-hmm. you end up developing like a voice on the keyboard, which I now feel like I have, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't feel like I had in the past. So um, What's now some- I feel confident. What is yeah. something that they shared with you? Can you remember an exact comment? Oh, in the past? No, when you <laughs> saw them at 420. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, in Red, who's their their keyboard player, it was, was just like, dude, I just can't even believe like where you're at right now. Like this is, and your your rig is like, fantastic like great setup and like the way you've grown as a keyboard player is just remarkable so like you know just to hear that from him as he is such an accomplished pianist and keyboard player i was just like i was like it means a lot mm-hmm. coming from him so um and really anybody else who's like in in our scene you know i still feel um a little bit like a little new in the keyboard world so anytime i get any kind of compliment like that it means a lot even from the fans or whatever if i'm inspiring anybody it it means like double you know mm-hmm. it's crazy that's so awesome and it's yeah. very true i'm glad that you can receive that because it's so true thank you <laughs> yeah yeah so when when you were asked by goose to be in the band did they come to you saying hey we want you to be the keyboardist and what was your initial response to that Right. I mean, they asked me if I could join as a guitar player and then also learn some keyboards. Okay. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm open to that. They, they knew who I was. We were friends. Um, they knew I was a guitar player in a different band, Great Blue. Mm-hmm. And we were at the time we were playing shows with Goose. Yep. So they knew I was guitarist first and foremost. They asked if I could play keyboards. And I was like, yeah, I'm up for the challenge. 
And then I had three weeks to learn um, a few songs for my first show, which was Goosemas, uh, Goosemas 4. Um, and then we were going on the road with Spafford. So I was, yeah, I was cramming pretty hard, not only learning keyboards, but also harmonies. I really hadn't sang harmonies before mm-hmm. um, with, I mean, to the extent that I did with Goose. I mean, I was... I had, to, I had to come in and sing a lot of harmonies. So that ended up being incredible as well. I was I was definitely astounded with how that all took place. And particularly as a singer, I feel like I've grown a lot too over the last four years, mm-hmm. both on keyboards and and vocals. I feel like there was a lot of there was a big challenge there. Um big big shoes to fill, especially in the keyboard world. So it was just uh it was just a fun thing. I was up for the challenge and you know, I'm glad I did it because, you know, it was very scary, but I think a lot of the scariest things in life are what end up being the best for you. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was definitely worth it. And I had no doubt in my mind that I was going to do it. I was just like, I'm definitely doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, it was my dream to be a touring musician. So I was taking everything I could at that, at that point. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah. it seems like you guys have really poured in everything into this band and the response that you have gotten is just incredible. Like what has that been like to, to grow so much and to come so far in just a couple of years? Yeah. I mean, particularly since I joined the band, Mm -hmm. uh, that has been, uh, it's, it's been remarkable to, well, first of all, I was in a band just similar, very similar to goose struggling to play shows and get crowds Mm -hmm. For many years. Uh, so by the time I joined Goose, um, all the things that were happening for Goose at that time were incredible opportunities and remarkable to me. Like we had, you know, playing to like big crowds, opening for a band like Spafford, who's like a touring jam band, was a huge deal. Um, and then having some of the people who would come to those shows then come out to see our headlining shows like later mm-hmm. at these small bars people traveling to see us, it was, had never happened to me before and it never happened really to them either. So it was all very fresh and Goose had been a band for three years before that. And I had been, I mean, we had everyone in Goose and myself, we had all been trying to make it as musicians Mm -hmm. since we could remember, you know? So it was all very incredible. And we were just completely blown away by the, the response, slowly growing, slowly growing. Um, and then once we started selling out shows in fall of 2019, after our peach fest, which kind of like was a big one for us, uh, a couple festivals that summer were big and, um, hearing people sing the lyrics, um, you know, really knowing the parts of the song, I, I, that still blows me away. It's <laughs> like, you know, when this, when the so ready clapping part comes up, I don't really have to be like, okay, everybody clap your hands. You know, everyone just kind of claps and which is, I don't know that that to me is like really cool. Uh, Cause I always love crowd engagement and uh, I love crowd participation. So um, that's a big part of the show for me. So I, I, I think it's great that the fans are taking the initiative now and like just doing the things that make it more fun for everybody. And, honestly they make it so much fun for me when the crowd like gives us back that energy or like participates musically i'm just like that is just everything i it gets Mm -hmm. me all jazzed up so um yeah it was pretty wild and i i am so grateful for the opportunity to have joined goose and 
I'm grateful for like the friendship I have with everybody in the band and how that's grown. And it's really something special. Yeah. I love that. I also love crowd participation and engagement and uh, I'm all about that. I have a question (laughs) that came from a friend, actually uh, my friend Manuel that's along the same line. So you guys, it seems like, I mean, in your recordings that you put out, there's a lot, there's the crowd there, you know, which doesn't have to be there, but you choose to keep it there. And also from his question sounds like too, you have the crowd in your monitors as well. Is that something that you guys are doing? Obviously you're doing it on purpose. Um, Right. Yeah. Speak a little bit. I mean, that is, that's definitely something I love to have. Um, it's not quite as loud as it used. I mean, it's not quite as loud as it, as it was when we were on just on monitors, mm-hmm. um, which are kind of just like little speakers on the ground that, you know, you can hear your vocal, mm-hmm. but the thing about m- m- monitors and that is that it just, it's just, sometimes it's really hard to hear like a tight harmony or what somebody's playing. So we switched to in-ear monitors, which are actually, it, the sound is a lot clearer. It's basically like little headphones that are molded to your ear. Mm-hmm. and um, you can also, it just protects your hearing long-term a lot better than using wedges and being exposed to the live drums, like, you know, a few feet away. Mm-hmm. So when we made that switch, it made a huge difference. And post-show, you don't feel like orally exhausted. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel like you could go out and play another show the next day, which um, is important if we have to play <laughs> a lot more shows in our career. So absolutely. Um, yeah, I, we made that switch and I, I still, we have audience mics that we put on either side of the stage. So I have those mixed into my ears. Um, and yeah, I, I crank them because I love to hear the crowd. Um, it just brings it all together for me. Mm-hmm. And then when I mix the soundboards, I do put a lot of crowd noise in there because I feel they're equally a part of the show as we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, whether they're talking or... <laughs> cheering or whatever it is that they're doing mm-hmm. it's part of the experience um obviously if they are talking i try and turn it down but <laughs> yeah <laughs> stop talking yeah. right put your phone down yeah. close your mouth yeah yeah eyes yeah. up Just heart open focus on what's in front of you <laughs> yeah so are you you're mixing the soundboards for each show is that yeah. what i'm hearing wow yeah good job oh thanks <laughs> Yeah, that's something I started to do when I joined. Um, There wasn't a lot of goose content out uh, at the time that I joined. So we focused on getting like high quality videos and recordings out, um, which I think definitely gave whoever was coming out something to latch on to and something to, I don't know, I, I feel like that's important early on. You need to like give give the people some content or something to consume outside the show. Otherwise, it's like. I can't share, I can't like share something with my friend, you know, you want something high quality you can share with a friend. I think that decision is, has been huge for like your popularity and trajectory. I mean, I can just say for myself and my friend group that like, and okay. So I live in the Bay area. I told you that. Right. right. So you guys were here opening for pigeons and mm-hmm. unfortunately I wasn't able to go because my other favorite band was on tour. <laughs> So I I was seeing them, Um, but, but when you guys came back this Mm -hmm. January, you were here in January, I think. Right. Right. Okay. Right. So everybody, all of my friend group had just been just 
absorbing, like taking in as much goose as they possibly could from recordings, (laughs) from the videos, like from all of the content that you were putting out. And those two shows in San Francisco, waiting outside before the show, the buzz was so palpable because so many people were there for the first time. But it was this band that they had been listening to for a year, you know, like since 2020, when you guys really through the pandemic, right through the pandemic and had seen so many shows on video, had heard so many live recordings. And finally, they were going to get to see you live. And people were so excited. And actually, you, when you walked out on stage, I don't know if you remember this. (laughs) <laughs> but you were like, whoa, San Francisco, I just got goosebumps. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was so palpable, just the energy and the anticipation. And the reason was because of all that content that you guys were putting out. Yeah, I mean, I, thank you. First of all, I, I think there is definitely, uh, I, yeah, otherwise, how no one, you know, that we played one show in San Francisco two years earlier, and then there was a long wait. So mm-hmm. yeah, people had a lot of videos to watch and, and shows to listen to. And I'm glad that that helped get them psyched. Um, I mean, it was, I mean, what an honor to to play that room two nights and have it be sold out. Uh, it's just incredible experience. We're so grateful to everybody who's supporting us out on the West coast especially on this past tour. I mean, it was our only, it was our first headlining tour and so many shows were sold out and the energy was incredible. And uh, it was clear that, you know, people were excited. And especially that night, I I really felt, you can tell when the crowd's extra loud, Mm. (laughs) you know, or like you walk out and it's like, you know, there's always that initial cheer or initial like, you know, explosion Mm -hmm. when you walk out. But then like once you're like tuning your instrument, if the crowd is like keep keeps going, it's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> like over now we're gonna turn up the jets, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. there's been so many shows where that has happened, where we had like a, you know, kind of like a maybe more chill tune to open the show, but the crowd just keeps cheering and keeps giving us energy. And we're like, okay, like switch to something else, like that's high energy. Mm-hmm. That happens. It literally happens. So um Kansas City is a great ex uh great example of that san francisco same thing so um you know what happened in kansas city can you describe that what happened in kansas city for sure i mean it was a wednesday night in kansas city we had never been there i didn't know what didn't know what to expect um walked out and i we had like i don't even know what we had originally scheduled as the opener opening tune but it definitely wasn't it was like it's definitely more chill. And we were just, we were up there. The crowd just kept yelling and we were like, okay. And then Rick goes through stock rack. Mike. He's like, okay, well, let's play earthlings or aliens or something like let's, let's, let's turn up the heat. Like I was like, oh yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And then we went, you know, it ended up like being one of the, my favorite shows of the tour. And I mean, it really has so much to do with the crowd. Like our playing, I mean, the crowd is almost everything, you know, it really has so much to do with like how we, respond and how we play with each other um so yeah that one was really special and there's there's been a lot of special shows like that recently so very grateful to everybody for bringing like so much energy yeah good job everybody 
And Kansas City, if you're out there, <laughs> good <Yeah>. job. <laughs> Kansas City rips. <laughs> nice. Um, well, to go back to the content, I have some friends that are curious if you guys are going to be able to continue putting out all of this high quality content. Do you ever wonder if you're going to get burned out on that or is it like... I don't think so. I, okay. I honestly get... I have so much more help now than I used to. Mm -hmm. um, this is just a great um, time to bring up our, our amazing crew yeah. who have just has grown over like the last couple of years with the band and has made my life a lot easier. So once we were in lockdown and we did the bingo tour thing, mm -hmm. we learned how to do live streaming and we brought in, um, we had, uh, we have Andrew Getty, our light guy, and, uh, we brought his sister in Marta Getty, who's, um, a technical genius. Mm -hmm. So she is, uh, our stream tech. Um, and she was the one who made the streams happen, uh, for bingo tour and for the rest of since then. Mm -hmm. So last, I guess the last two and a half years, um, or two years. Uh, so, uh, having her on board is incredible. She's such an asset and, now we have coach directing mm. the stream. Um, so he's live switching angles. And by the time I walk off stage, the video is done. So that part is easy. Mm -hmm. I used to have to, rec we recorded every angle separately. And then after the show, I would rewatch and switch the angles on Final Cut myself, mm -hmm. um, which is what I did in the first half of 2020 and 2019. So um, not having to do that now is a great, um, I don't know. It saves me a lot of time. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And, uh, now we have somebody also mixing stream audio. So that also takes a lot of weight off my shoulders. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty great. Shout out to Naveed who's doing that right now. Who's <laughs> nice. actually our, he, he was hired as our merch guy, but then since he couldn't go to the merch table due to COVID, mm -hmm. uh, and we were in like a bubble. He started doing the stream audio. Um, so props to him for learning how to do that. <laughs> you know, we have Danny on, our, on the moving camera and he does such a great job every night. It's, I don't know, the production has just gone up and the help has, has gone way up. So, so grateful to everybody. Well, you guys are really setting some very high standards <laughs> and it sounds amazing. <laughs> and we love being able to listen to the shows right after. Like, it's just... It's really awesome. Totally. totally. I love it too. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to begin to ask some questions for some other people, if that's okay. Okay. Totally cool. Awesome. So um, my friend Krista asked, what is the most meaningful, inspirational live music performance that you have attended or played or maybe both? Okay. Um, two things immediately come to mind. Um, so I think... When I the I saw Fish for the first time in 2009 when I was in high school and I I think that was probably like the most influential concert for me at that time when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. Um I had never What show seen was it? Band. It was like Hartford uh 81409. Cool. It was sweet. They <laughs> I didn't really know too many Fish songs but when they started like yelling about how I should read a book <laughs> and I was just like this is pretty cool. I was like, what is going on? It was just so silly. And like Fishman played the vacuum. I mean, it was like the perfect first show. Mm -hmm. Like there was just so many cool fishy things about it. 
they they jumped on trampolines for yam and it was just it was great like i had so much fun with my two friends uh seth and ryan and it forever changed me i I definitely saw a lot of fish when i was in high school um and then i went to bonnaroo in 2016 as a volunteer Mm -hmm. and um with my girlfriend at the time and my buddy ethan and my buddy mike and uh and my buddy nick um, yeah who's uh ethan and nick playing great blue so Mm -hmm. we actually played in the volunteer camp area the night before the festival started as like a renegade set. And we played to a massive crowd, the likes <laughs> of we've never seen. Um, and it was incredible, a great experience. There's like some videos on YouTube of it on the great blue uh, YouTube page. Um, but then that weekend, definitely I, I had never seen so much music. I saw Wolfpack that weekend and they were like, just, I would just found out about them and their show was incredible. Like uh, what a show. I mean, it was like uh, some tent on Thursday, Tame Impala. We were like waited for the pit mm-hmm. or something. And we got like rained on with confetti. <laughs> it was hysterical. And yeah, I saw Pearl Jam too. I mean, that was like a really incredible musical weekend for me that sticks out is probably like one of the highlights of my life in terms of seeing live music. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, those, those two stick out for sure. Mac DeMarco was there, I think. Um, Oh, no, no, he wasn't there that year, but <laughs> I was big into Mac DeMarco back then. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, I only made it to Bonnaroo the first year, <laughs> but it mm. was amazing. Pretty good year to go. I know. <laughs> I, I had just moved to Colorado from North Carolina, and cool. I was like, oh, my gosh, this huge festival is happening in Tennessee. <laughs> I have to be yeah. there. It was like all the jam bands. Um, oh, so fun. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh, I should also bring up, my first Red Rock show, which was last summer, mm-hmm. I saw a string cheese. And then at set break, I met the keyboard player, Kyle, mm-hmm. and he was like, hey, you want to sit in the second set? I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I like jammed with the band backstage for like five minutes, like in their practice space. Mm-hmm. And then I was up on the second song in the second set. I was like, that was the, one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me at a live show, I would say, without a doubt. I I had no expectation of that ever happening. and. Uh, those guys are are incredible and so kind and like I I couldn't imagine a better like first time at Red Rocks. Mm. It was unreal. Um, so much fun. That was that was epic for sure. That's so cool. I bet you just keep yeah. having these epic moments that it's just like, oh my god, I can't believe that. Oh my god, this is happening. Oh, it's yeah, it's it's been fun. Well, kind of along those same lines, I have another question about how do you find time to create such incredible art, like doing your live shows, creating music, putting out albums, making movies? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all like, I don't know. It It's so, uh, there there is so much going on and finding the time to like unplug and work on music is so important for me. Writing music is very cathartic for me. and. Um, dealing with like other things in my life that have brought me, you know, like, I don't know, more, <laughs> more emotional things as, as of lately, like uh, the past couple of years mm-hmm. has mu- like writing music is very important for me to help deal with that. Um, help, help, uh, help myself grow mm-hmm. um, and get out my, my thoughts and like kind of what I'm thinking and dealing with. So um 
finding the time to do all that is very important. And I'm, I'm glad that I've made the time to do that. Like, I, I think as we grow as a touring band, balance is something that's always at the forefront of my mind. Like, I want to make sure I have time for myself. I want to make sure I have time to spend with Becky. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I have time with spend with my family. We have time to practice, time to write, time to do all these things. Um, and uh, yeah, just it's always always working on it and trying to, you know, figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a process. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like it's all serving. You know, it's like it's all serving a purpose. And m- music totally. creation is so important. I I teach chronic pain patients for my day job. That's what I was just doing before this. And I was just talking right. about the importance of emotional expression and how how great art is for that. Right. And yeah, for my really special for myself, I last week was feeling some emotions and I put on Redbird and I just like totally was oh. just it like <laughs> when I hit play, it was exactly what I needed to hear in that moment. And it oh, that's so great. It was <laughs> it was really it was really needed. And um, you know that's that's the high like that's the highest compliment that I you know that you could give somebody. I, I feel like music for me, yeah, listening to music is just such um I don't know. It, there's been so many moments in my life where songs just like changed my whole day. Um, or I've like listened to a song on repeat just because it's making me feel good, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I would love to be able to like tell all those people that like, Hey, your song really changed my day or like really changed my life, you know? Cause it's those words and melodies and the chords and just the overall vibe of a song can have such an impact on, on a person. Um, so it's very humbling to like receive that information or just, just to talk to anybody who says like, Hey, your song like really helped me. Like we get emails, you know, from people or messages that are, mm-hmm. that are like that. And that's like, it makes it so worth what, like everything we're doing is so worth it. So can you remember um, one specifically to share? Oh my God. Um, there was, I mean, there's been a few instances of, you know, um, folks who've, maybe had cancer or been in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can remember one specifically, this um, this guy who, um, yeah, he had cancer in the hospital and he wrote us to tell us that he was, it was actually like, I think right after we did those, like a, a Ray Blow acoustic shows in the solarium. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wrote us to tell us that like our version of like a Western sun, I think it was, uh, it's just, has been like really powerful for him. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, he was just so grateful for it. So, you know, anything like that is just, it really hits home. So very, uh, we're very fortunate to have this, this day and age where we can, we can hear that kind of feedback, Mm -hmm. connect with people like that, you know, um, it would be difficult to do otherwise, you know, we just were emailing with him. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of shines a light on that. Like it illuminates this little corner of the world where your music is having such an impact and it paints a picture of how that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's so special. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Tara Lee has a question for you and that is how do you stay grounded and true to yourself as the band is growing? 
That's a great question. I, <laughs> I try not to um, read too much of what people say, like on the internet. <laughs> great advice. And I, yeah. And I try, I try to remember to like follow my gut on, on everything um, because it's kind of got me to where I am now. And I want to continue to do that. I think it's, I, I have like, I feel like I have a good moral compass and I feel like I have a good idea of who I am mm-hmm. um, more so now than ever before. Um, and I feel like the band has given me the opportunity to realize that in a lot of ways. And I want to continue, continue to see that through, um, you know, like the fans and have given me so much confidence. I, my songs are so personal. So when I put them out, it's and a good, and I get feedback from the fans and support on like these deep personal things, mm-hmm. it builds me up. So, you know, that is just making me even more of myself. So as the band grows, I, I honestly feel like I'm just becoming even more of who I, I am, which is pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's that, I can definitely think back to my early twenties. I must, I was definitely a little lost, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it's pretty wild to, to have that experience of now being in the band and, all these amazing things that's happened that, you know, that we've worked hard for and the fans have given us is just making me feel even more joy and even more confidence than I've ever felt in my entire life. So, yeah, um, I was wondering, like, what is it that tells you that like you are coming in more and more to who you are, but it's like joy and confidence those two feelings yeah. are definitely kind of like North stars. It's like, yeah, right. I'm yeah. Yeah, I think, and and just being comfortable in my skin, you know, and just with who I am and being able to be silly and, and feel like I'm just, I just am who I am is, is great, you know, and yeah, I don't know, it all feels great. I mean, my mom was such a big influence and my dad too, like just a really, they wanted me to be what I wanted to be, you know, they were never trying to force me to do anything except for maybe like, you know, go to baseball practice or like (laughs) go to guitar lessons Mm. and stuff like that, which is like silly, but like, you know, they never like, you have to be a doctor like, or else that's it. Mm. Like we're not paying for school. You know, there was nothing like that. They, they encouraged me to play music and to play sports and hang out with friends and like do all different things, you know, Mm. snowboarding, surfing, like all these like random things. They were just like, yeah, like love to encourage that. Um, my mom has always said that she has like a statement. She's like, she wants to celebrate the whole boy, um, which is like a mantra of hers from when I was young of like, you know, we want to celebrate being athletic or being musical or being silly, like all the different things about, um, what make a child a child. And she's a music teacher and has been for, for children for, um, over 30 years. So, Mm -hmm. um, her influence on me is extremely uh palpable in my musical realm Mm -hmm. (laughs) but also just in who i am as a person Mm -hmm. um she is uh a guiding light for me in a big way so very grateful for her and and my dad building me up and giving me the the strength to you know be confident and go out there and perform (laughs) on stage but lots of people yeah (laughs) yeah it's not an easy thing to do no, it's not. And they definitely gave me a lot of confidence. So props to them. Props to your parents. Yes. Yeah. Thank you definitely. so much. What are their names? 
Uh, Rita and David. Rita and David. Thank you. <laughs> well, to you were mentioning kind of being silly and being yourself. We have a question from Scott Stevenson who says, yeah. which came first, the goose or the egg? Does Peter bring the excitement <laughs> out of the crowd or has the strange gaggle of Pete's side flock brought the excitement out of Peter? They brought it out of me, <laughs> I'd say. I think there's definitely... I, I think it all started when we played in Covington, Kentucky. Um, back, it was like I'd been in the band for like a month or so. And we played there and, and this group called Flavortown came out. And uh, it was like 20 people, free concert. It was just them. Like they brought their whole friend group out that they all go to see concerts uh, with. Mm -hmm. And uh, they had like heard one video and then we were playing like normal and then all of a sudden they just like, they figured out our names or something. They just start like yelling or this, this, this one girl, Emily DeMond just starts like yelling, like, I love you, Peter. Like, and like all these hilarious things. And we're like, who are these people? Like, it was really, it was like a moment of, uh, you know, and they're like, they're, that's, they're like, Trevor, you know, like take your shirt off or like whatever, all these things. And it's like, Oh my God. You know, it really, it, it like made us play like, it was like we're rock stars now. <laughs> these people, these people care about us, you know. And they're like, they want us to us... take our shirts off. <laughs> yeah, they're giving us so much energy and and good vibes and like having fun and and it really like let us loose. <laughs> and since then, like they, I mean, we had like a lot of amazing shows in Covington that year, and that helped spark a whole bunch of other places that we started to play, and gave us a lot of confidence. So. Um, I don't know without, without those shows, like who knows what would have happened. I mean, I know that this is always like, I've always had like a, a performer aspect within me, but then they definitely help bring it out and the fans help bring it out for sure. You know, they make it, they make it fun and say, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's a yin yang, but I, I think without that, those early shows, I don't know. I don't know where this would be right now. That's so awesome. I love that. Yeah. Good job, guys. Yeah. Flavor Town. <laughs> Flavor Town. Yeah, big shout out to love those guys. Mm. All right. One last question. This one's from Rocco. What is your mindset going into a long jam with Goose? Is there specifics you try to keep in mind during those moments? It's a great question. Um, I, I guess, all right. Yeah, we get into like a jam, and, and I think my first instinct is just to listen to what everyone else is doing and be patient. You know, a lot of the time when you're patient and you don't try and force something, you're able to connect better with the people around you. I think that's just in general, mm -hmm. a life, a life thing. Mm -hmm. um, so um, doing that on stage is really important and listening to what Trevor and Rick and Ben and Jeff are playing and trying to play off of them and, you know, having fun with it, you know, like someone plays like a, like a an interesting riff, like play it back or like compliment it in a different way, you know, and you have all those options and you don't really think too much about music um, or like the technicalities of it in those moments. You kind of are just floating hmm. and trying to, trying to listen. You, you like those, all, you know, theory kind of goes out the window and you're kind of just reacting and, um, it's a really amazing space to be in, uh, 
bringing us back to like trying to be in the present moment. Um, there is nothing quite like being on stage playing. I've, nothing I found that gets me in the moment more than that. So um, it's so important for me to continue to play shows and to have to ha- be in that space with those guys. And uh, yeah, couldn't be more grateful to be doing it. Yay. Well, we're, we're grateful that you're doing it too. And uh, you have some great blue shows coming up May 17th through the 22nd, I believe. That's correct. Yeah. In the Northeast. Yeah. Very excited for that. I mean, it's our first tour since 2017. Um, So very excited to get back out there with those guys, given all that's happened with Goose. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a lot of support from the Goose community. Um, and I'm very excited to give those other guys, um, a chance to perform in in front of an an audience. And, you know, it, that is just, that means everything to me because without those guys, I would definitely not have been able to join goose. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a musician. You know, they were the ones who were there for me when I was just starting to play guitar when I was just starting to like sing, Mm -hmm. you know, they were, they were, that was the band, you know, Mm -hmm. those were the guys. So that means a lot to me and I'm very excited to, um, you know, play some shows with them and have some fun with them. I, I think that's going to be something I want to continue to do uh, indefinitely. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And sharing the love and yeah, really Absolutely. being in yeah. that energy with them. And Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. 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 And then after that, Goose is back on tour again. Then, yeah, Goose has got a big summer tour um, surrounding our new album, Dripfield, mm-hmm. which we're all very excited about. Um, we're all and... excited, too. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this album is, I think, the best studio album I've ever been a part of. I, I think it's, I, it's I'm so excited. Very, very, so much fun was had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um recording recording this album so and that will be out in august when is that coming uh, out? no june june, june 24th june 24th yeah. awesome even sooner yeah, they than play uh radio city for the first time wow which is also very exciting yeah some cool shows coming up this summer for goose that's so great yeah well peter any what's that <laughs> riding the wave that's right that's what life is all about yeah. absolutely <laughs> catch that right wave and ride it hopefully have some fun and bring some friends along for the ride exactly yeah nothing better than a party wave (laughs) i know it feels so good (laughs) yeah well and that's what live music is all about celebration and but it's all there it's not just like you know celebration and happiness people get to release their grief and like right you know really dissolve all of all of the stuff that needs to be let go and yeah. And then be able to fill yeah, themselves I, back up. I think something like I've learned recently is that, um, you know, I mean, I definitely put out a very positive, like happy vibe. Most of the time mm-hmm. I do, I'm not like that all the time, you know, and I, some, something I've been learning recently even is just that it's okay to be sad. It's okay mm-hmm. to feel bad to feel negative emotions it's okay it's it's natural it's part of life yes and you kind of have to accept it as a beautiful thing it's like it's beautiful that i can feel sad Mm -hmm. or that you know that i could miss something 
or all these emotions. It's like, it's part of the human experience. So, or just part of life experience, uh, not just humans, you know, <laughs> all life, uh, you know, everyone goes through ups and downs and uh, it's a beautiful thing to experience both. And if you look at it that way, it's not, it doesn't seem so bad, you know, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. So I've been working with, working on that recently. <laughs> Any advice for others that might want to work on that too? I, I mean, I think taking, yeah, I think doing meditation is very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I would, I would advise everyone to download the calm app and do the Jeff Warren 30 day, how to meditate. Um, that that'll change your life. There you go. And maybe even find a partner to talk about it with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with today? I think, I think I'm all good. I'll, I'll see you guys soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Peter. We so appreciate it. And everybody, we oh, will. Thank you so much. Yeah. Everybody will be right back. And we're back. I time traveled and now I'm here again. Yay. Well, I'm so glad that you're here because now we get to talk about how amazing that interview was. I know it was the best. There were so many tidbits in there and little jewels of wisdom. What was like, if you could say one right now without thinking, what would be one big thing that he said that stood out to you? Well, the big thing that stands out for me was how he is realizing that he doesn't have to be happy all the time. I think that that's yeah. huge. And actually, that was a question that somebody had had asked. I think it was in the El Goose group, but I didn't ask specifically in the interview. So I loved that he brought that in because it's true. I think Peter is this guy that like always kind of stands out as being really happy and you know he's always energetic and oh my gosh he just brings such a great energy to the band and I love to see him dancing and you know getting the crowd all hyped up uh but it's unrealistic to think that a person is like that always even for a person to realize that it's unrealistic to be like that always so I love how he's realizing that and how he shared that in this interview yeah, I love that too. My mother-in-law, Eileen, she's like, we. so we watch a lot of Goose Dreams over holidays because mm-hmm. all of my nephews and cousins are all super into Goose. Mm-hmm. And P- she's like, Peter, he's my favorite. I just love his personality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does. But I know that she would like him any way that he shows up as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was one thing that really stood out to you? I really loved when he talked about his meditation practice and how he started, you know, just like, using an app to be able to kind of learn how to meditate and how he did that with his girlfriend. So he had an accountability buddy Mm -hmm. as he was meditating. And that was also kind of a bonding experience for them Mm -hmm. as they were like new and together and figuring out how to be together while like also being on tour and in school and all these places. So it was like meditation brought them together. So they were like bettering themselves and their minds and their lives Mm-hmm. And doing it together, I thought that that was really, really beautiful. And just how he how he shared how that one practice really kind of transformed everything for him because it allowed him to be present with whatever is going on in his life, whether like Goose is experiencing great success or something bad happens or whatever. He's able to just be present with whatever is. And it, it really had to do with that 
simple meditation practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was so much in that, just that one story that I love too. I loved hearing how they met. I think that's really inspirational for, you know, anybody that goes to a show and like, you know, you just never know what's going to happen, right? Maybe you end up meeting the love of your life in the band at the merch table without a shirt on and a an apron. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's the guy that I'm going to be with forever. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, you know, yeah, just how they got closer and started that together. And also there were a lot of questions too. I think a lot of people are are curious about like, how the guys are really handling this huge uptake in success. And of course, you know, we only, we have Peter here on this interview. Yeah. And meditation is such an important tool. And I love too, how it really like ties together the last two episodes that we've done. So Rob Kampa in episode 44, Life Lessons from the Stage, really talks about his meditation practice and how, you know, just he's learned other things from the stage, but he talks a lot about meditation and we follow that up at, at the end with the Daily Jam and the Did You Know? And then that inspired us to create a whole episode of meditation mindfulness called Mastering Mindfulness, episode 45, on our own. And now we have Peter talking about the importance of meditation too. Yeah. And I really feel like, because Goose is on this path of they're like, I mean, they've already exploded and they're just growing and growing and growing. And I feel like they're going to be okay. Because you know how not every band is okay mm -hmm. as they grow, but I feel like they are just the way that he talked about being with that present moment and staying grounded and also surrounding yourself with other people that are like supportive of you and aren't just yes people. And mm -hmm. um, so I really can see that him sticking to this meditation practice and also like I know that he eats really well and and this is a very important thing to the band that they're just going to be successful and happy because that is the most important you can be yeah. the biggest band in the world and be miserable but I think they're going to have success and be happy at the same time which I think we can all like feel when we're watching them on stage mm -hmm. which is like why that's like part of why we love them so much too is that vibe that they give out yeah but they're doing they're doing the work to like have that vibe happen that's right that's right and it is you know it is consistent work whether e even if it's just a couple minutes a day or or whatever their practice is you know for the other guys like it is important and i love too how peter was talking about how he wants to share that energy with great blue which, you know, is the band that he started off in and he's about to start touring with them for a few dates. And he's like, I just want to go out there and have fun with these guys and really allow them to experience that energy and the excitement that the Goose fans are now going to bring to the Great Blue shows. Yeah, like what it feels like to play in front of a really big crowd. Mm -hmm. Not every band gets to experience that. Yeah, yeah. So he's just... He's so, he's so generous. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd love to dive a little bit deeper into the part that I mentioned stood out for me with Peter about, you know, him talking about how he doesn't, he's realized that he doesn't always have to be happy for the. Did you know? So I love to talk about this with the people that I work with, because I think this is such an important realization to have a lot of us, you know, of course it's, it's great to have a goal of being happy. Like that's, that's great. Or whatever positive emotion or what I would call renewing emotion that you want to have. But you also have to realize that it's not realistic to feel that way all the time. 
And one of the ways that I like to kind of describe that to the people that I work with is it's like the weather. Like we don't always expect sunny days all the time. It's great when there's sunny days, but there's also going to be cloudy days. There's going to be foggy days. There's going to be stormy days. And we wouldn't be able to survive if we didn't have those different weather patterns. So, you know, I love to just remind people that we are the same way. We can't always expect ourselves to be happy all the time. And, you know, if, if we are expecting that, then we're, we're like disregarding other really important emotions that, that are there to tell us things. So I know it can be really uncomfortable to be in those stormy days or to feel really foggy. And of course we want to be like on it all the time, but that's not realistic. So let go of that expectation of yourself and also go watch the inside out movie. If you haven't already, because I love that as just like a, a really great way to show in that movie, like joy thought that she needed to be in charge all the time, because why would you want to be anything but joyful? But if you watch that movie, you'll see what happens when Joy is in charge all the time. And it's actually not pretty. <laughs> so check that yeah. out and and just, you know, like relax into your weather patterns, whatever they might be. Yeah. As somebody who is a recovering sunny aholic, <laughs> it's exhausting to to be like that all the time. And you're actually like even less happy than if you just allow yourself to feel the way that you need to feel. And so for my part. Daily Jam. We're going to dive into that. So my challenge for you is when you're feeling any sort of way to just set a timer on your phone for one minute, put your hands on your heart and just allow yourself to feel whatever that is for one minute, whether it's happy, sad, angry, tired, Whatever emotion that you're feeling, just allow yourself to feel it for one minute. Because as Dr. Leah explained in the mindfulness episode, is that when you allow yourself to feel how you're feeling, it will typically move within 90 seconds. So by taking this one minute to feel how you feel, oftentimes that will save you a lot of time and energy and um, just it'll save you a lot if you just take that one minute of time to feel how you're really feeling and allow yourself to be with whatever it is that is happening for you. Yes, I love that. And if if you're like, I don't really know how to do that. I don't know how to just be with what I'm feeling. Definitely go and check out episode 45, Mastering Mindfulness, because we talk all about like what to do when you're sitting there for that one minute. And if you this one practice that Tara Lee just shared in the Daily Jam, if you can start to become comfortable with however you are feeling in any given moment, that is going to help you so much. Because so often we're like trying to run away from those uncomfortable feelings. But when we can just like set a timer for one minute, we have, we have an out, you know, it's only one minute. And if you have to stop the timer before one minute, that's okay. At least you tried. And then like maybe the next time you can increase it a little bit more. But if you can begin to get comfortable with what feels like uncomfortableness, you can realize that it's not actually as bad as you think that it's going to be. And that's really important because we're going to have discomfort in our life. Yeah, it's okay to be uncomfortable. Like 
being uncomfortable isn't necessarily bad either. No. It's a part of life. And if so we can embrace being uncomfortable mm -hmm. and be okay with being uncomfortable, there's going to be, you're going to suffer so much less. Yep. That's right. That's right. So <laughs> do the daily jam. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and do it. And just embrace however it is that you're feeling in any given moment. And you know what? That that actually probably is going to lead to more happiness. So, you know, instead of making that the goal, then just be be who you are in this moment right now. Yeah. And be okay with it. Well, we love you just as you are. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and we love the Osiris Podcast Network as well, which we are a part of. And we love the band Goose. Yes. And Great Blue. Peter is out there on the road. Yes. So go see him in Great Blue. Also go see him in Goose. And please, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with at least one friend. So do that right now. Follow us wherever you're listening and click that share button and send it to a friend right now. Yes, we would be so grateful for that. And if you also want to leave us a review, we will do a happy dance. Like the next re the review that we see, we're going to make a video on our Instagram, which is Groove Therapy Podcast of us dancing because we saw your review and we'll share it. So yeah, if you want to do that, it makes us so happy. We're like, we're, we're small and we want to grow. And that is a way to help spread the word of this health and mindfulness connection with live music. So by sharing, leaving reviews, all of this, it gets the word out to more and more people and inspires more and more people to be with okay with exactly how they are in any given moment. Yeah, absolutely. I just thought of a couple of other things that I really loved that Peter said too. I loved how he was talking about just in the beginning about, you know, the, uh, what is it? The phone. I want to get this right. Cause I messed up the other one. <laughs> Sorry, Becky. I didn't mean to get your quote wrong. Uh, the phone down eyes apart open. Yes. And like just how much, and also just how inspired he is by the fans. I love that too. I love how Peter really wants you to be in the experience, just in it, right? And your mindfulness practice will help you do that. Although live music can put you in the moment. And that's why I love it so much. And so be in the moment, have your heart open, have your eyes up, put that phone down and also participate. They love it. That's why they include your voice in their audio mix because they love you. They want to see you getting down. They want to hear you yelling at them. They want to feel your presence. So be there, be present, give it to them. They will give it right back to you. And that is what is so amazing about the experience of live music. Yes, you said it all. I have nothing to add to that. That's, I mean, that's what it's all about. Yes. So thank you, Peter, for seeing us. We really appreciate it. And we will keep showing up for you. Yeah. I will be in the audience, dancing hard, screaming loud <laughs> and smiling from ear to ear. Yes. Yeah. All right. So follow us on Instagram at Groove Therapy Podcast. Also join our Facebook group if you really like what we're talking about and you want to be a part of a group of people that are feeling the same way. Come and join that. It is the Groove Therapy Podcast community on Facebook. We would love to have you there. And also, again, please subscribe wherever you're listening and send this episode off to at least one friend. All right. There's your homework assignments. 
And we hope that you have an amazing rest of your day. And we'll see you out there somewhere on the dance floor. Yes, we will. Bye. We love you. Love you. Love you.